Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Hey, that's us. That is us. Stephanie, how are you? I'm doing very good. How are you? I have never, never been, been better, better, and it, it gets, gets better, better every, every day. Every single minute of the day. <laughs> I've You're right. Before. <laughs> so we had a special kind of occasion that just took place this past Friday. Yeah, a big one. A big one. I, I can just barely hear you. I'm sorry. But that's okay. You're going to start yelling in just a minute, because... That's what we do when we podcast. You yell. I just talk. (laughs) Anyway, so welcome back. We are here with another episode of Family from the Heart. And today we're going to be talking about Jacob and Megan's. That's the first time I said it that way. Megan and Jacob's big day. (laughs) But you had to correct yourself. Well, because I I just put Megan first because that's always how I've I've considered it. But it's Megan and Jacob's big day, the wedding. Of January, was that 12th? 12th. January 12th, 2024. And it was an incredible event. Now, before we get started, I need to know, what are you doing with your phone? I'm just looking something up because it would be part of my story if I talk about like, okay, but it's not on here. Oh, there it is. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So... I I just want to make sure that we are not distracted by incoming communication from anybody that might be texting in as we're recording this i have a list of questions okay i went to chat gpt and i said hey stephanie and i are getting ready to record an episode of family from the heart and we're going to be talking about our experience related related to megan and jacob's wedding and i was wondering if you could give us some questions that we could answer that would help guide us to guide make us sure you know yeah. the, the the different various aspects so that's okay. what i want to do so the first section is pre-wedding excitement the first question make or stephanie how did you both feel in the days leading up to the wedding i'll let you start busy explain that, that, <laughs> busy there were just there were just things to do there I think on on Tuesday I went so we didn't do a traditional cake we did a dessert bar um and on Tuesday I went dessert shopping on Wednesday I got my nails done and with the girls and went dessert shopping and several other whoop and several other um I'm sorry I'm knocking things over on Cliff's desk that's my whoop several other errands that had to be run also that were all wedding related thursday i literally was sitting in what used to be matthew's room which is now empty i'm sitting on the floor with megan's wedding dress in my lap attaching the snaps to the back of the dress to to the inside back of the dress that will hold her veil in place um again she didn't i kept calling it a veil I don't know what we can actually call it because it it wasn't, but we bought a veil. She didn't want to wear it in her hair. So we did some DIY. She came up with the concept of how she wanted it to look on her dress. And I implemented that. I was literally finishing that on Thursday morning, sewing the, the snaps to, to the veil that I had made um, changes to on Wednesday 
and then and then attaching it to the dress on Thursday morning. And from there, we went right into getting ready for the rehearsal and doing, excuse me, doing the rehearsal, going to the rehearsal dinner, had to run to Target to get a last minute thing because I had something to do when I got home Thursday. Like it was busy. There was literally nonstop last minute things to do, which kept me occupied in that I I didn't really... I mean, excited was the only emotion that I would have stopped and and felt at the I don't think I I don't really I didn't really have any overwhelmingly sad or or, you know, it, it was it was an excitement and and a busyness and a, and a busyness gotcha. in those last few days for me. Cliff just showed up where I told him to show up. That's right. I'll explain. I'll share my answer to that question in just a moment. But first, I just want to shout out that uh, Danae is here and she says, congratulations. And then we have uh, Dana who says, congratulations as well. So thank you both so much for being here. We're delighted to have some folks participating live as we're sharing our experiences. So uh, how did you feel? How did I feel leading up to the wedding? I... I had many people say, oh, my gosh, you must be like a you must be going through a lot of emotions knowing that you're, you know, you're giving your daughter away and all of this. And I'm like, it's not really how I I think about things. It's it's I mean, it is a change. It's a transformation. But it's it's the it's a beginning of a new season and ends of seasons and beginnings of seasons are part of life. Yep. And so I really haven't given it. It's not like that really uh, went into it. If there was anything, it was just a little question about, okay, what is my role in this <laughs> wedding? Because I, I had not participated in a, a, a lot, if at all, in the preparation of the wedding. I know one of the things that I can tell you going into it, incredibly proud of Megan because the level of detail and care and precision that she put into her wedding is absolutely phenomenal. The I was telling my mom and dad, I said, she's got a binder that I don't know how many pages are in it. If I had to guess, probably about 70, 80 pages worth of detailed everything. She's got a copy of every contract in these little sleeves. She's got every formal email communication with vendors. She's got detailed agreements of what's been agreed upon. She's got seating charts in there. She's got a budget. She's got everything inside this binder down to every minute detail of exactly what she wants. Yes. And that is something that I absolutely love about Megan. And so I was going into it with a, a profound level of of just admiration for what's for what Megan was adamant this is what i want to create this is what my experience is going to be so uh, that's something that i knew going into this but was what was crazy is three or four days before the wedding i didn't know if i had any role to play other than walking down the aisle which somebody says who you know did you walk down the aisle did you walk megan down the aisle i said well stephanie and i both walked megan down the aisle and they said oh that's cool and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, I said that I didn't say this, but I'm going to say it here. Stephanie says, well, I'm the one who raised her. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I helped a little bit. We were a team effort, but we I did. Effort. I did the day to day. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the, the, if anything, what I love about this is how much Megan brought from traditional wedding that she likes into her wedding. And I love how much she did not feel any necessity to be tied to traditional expectations of what a wedding should be. Right. And so, I, you know, it's like, okay, if that's what Megan wants, if Megan Please wants... don't eat my hair, Maggie. If Megan wants you and I to walk her down the aisle together, I'm delighted, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's awesome. And the only thing is, is I'm like, hey, do I... By the way, we talked about this in the previous episode, I believe, of Family from the Heart, the fact that I did not want to do the officiating of the wedding. Right, right. And and so I and I'm so glad I made that decision and said no, I'd like to participate. I'd like to be there and witness my daughter getting married. I'd like to play the role of father of the bride. The only thing I didn't know until just days before the wedding is like Sunday. <laughs> do am I supposed to give a father of the bride speech? I've not heard anything about this. I I can come up with one, and just so you know, I'm okay if you don't want me to give one. And do you want to share your thoughts on how that went down? What are you looking at your phone now for? I was going to see, okay, because we are, so Megan and Jacob are on their honeymoon. Yes. And they're in New York City. We are dog sitting for them, so we have Maggie. She is sitting in the chair with me. Hi, yep. Maggie. And um, she was sitting here with her head up against my, like her neck was extended and was up against my back. And I was going to see if I could ah. get a picture, but she moved before okay. that could happen. So she's just sitting there. So, but- so so we're at Megan's apartment. Megan and Jacob are there. We, we I don't know why we were over there. I think we were picking up something that at like a vacuum they, cleaner. They borrowed or our vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, how how would you say that conversation went down? How would you describe it from your perspective? So Megan is asking you um, to give a, a like a welcome speech at the to, to give a father of the bride speech at the reception at the beginning of the reception, and that's not how I recall it. So your 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 recollection is that we're sitting in Megan's apartment and she's asking me if I would give a welcome. I thought she was asking you if you wanted to, or I don't know. Okay, because I thought... I was in the bedroom trying to take a nap with Maggie. Oh. I was just You weren't out here. there for this? I came out there when you said the words, I just want to sit back and play the role of father of the bride. And I figured it was my responsibility to come and tell you that a father of the bride gives a speech at the reception. Okay, so, so you were in the other room. This is the way I recall it. So I'm like, hey, Megan... There's been no discussion about whether or not I'm giving a father of the bride speech. Last I asked, I was told that that's not something that you expected, and I'm totally fine with that. I just want you to know, if if I don't have to come up with a speech, I'm totally cool with that, I, I, and I'm being super serious. If but if you want me to give one, I just need to know and let me know, and I'll and I will come up with one. And she goes, "Well, do you want to?" I said, "It's not that I want to." It's just that I would if you want me to, but I just want you to know I'm totally, and I'm totally telling her, I said, listen, you do not have to include your dad and in, 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 I, I have no expectations is what I was trying to get at. And she's like, no, dad, I, I think that would be great. Do, you know, I, I, I think somewhere in the beginning, in the beginning of this is, is that you did tell her, well, mom told me I'm supposed to give a speech now. I think that is I, how I, I may have started that conversation. I do think that that is how you started that conversation. And then and all of the subsequent, everything I just said, right. then just happened. 
And I'm like, I just need to know, but you know, because if I'm supposed to give a speech, while I could definitely pull something off the top of my head, it, you know, I didn't say all of it. I, I could, but I would like to prepare for it at, at least a little bit. And so it all it all turned out uh, that she's like, Dad, I'd like you to give a father of the bride speech. I'm like, great. And so now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I've got just a couple of days. I think we have three or four days. Well, that was the, all of this happened on Sunday. Okay, so Sunday. And, and the then wedding was on, on Friday. Friday. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Uh, and I know that McKenna has been stressing for like, I don't know how long about her braids, uh, bridesmaid speech. Maid of honor. Uh-huh. Maid of honor speech. Thank you. So anyway, I'm like, okay, well, that just I just add that to my to-do list. I, it's not a big deal. I could probably start working on that Thursday or Friday. And on, so on Thursday, McKenna's like, hey, dad. Uh, I'd love to share notes and tell me what's in your speech and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I haven't done mine yet. I said, I was planning on doing mine tomorrow because as far as I know, I'm not giving this speech until the reception and, I, and I'm going to be here by myself. And that's where I kind of messed up. Okay. Because the day of the wedding, in my mind, I'm here by myself. Typically, that's me and Leo. But the night before I go to bed, I learn that Maggie is also going to be here. So for for me to come down to my office and work is not is not necessarily something that's going to be easily workable. And what and, do you mean? It's so easy to work with her down here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's literally shoving me off of my chair. I'm about to fall on the floor. But it was it was it was a interesting distraction to say the least but you know i pushed through and i did use chat gpt just to say hey can you just give me an outline of what typically is included like a, what what kind of things are included in a father a typical father of the bride speech and then, and then i went from there and then i wrote this speech so for me mine that my leading up to the wedding was i wonder what my role is i have no expectations but i'll do whatever it takes to play whatever role megan wants me to play and then it was kind of like oh last minute for me there was just like oh wow okay and then i'm like i'm sitting there it's like okay i finally got my speech finished I read it out loud for the first time and I'm like, oh, I don't like this like final third of the speech at all. So I completely rewrite it. And then I'm like, okay, well, now I have to read it out loud again. So I recorded an episode of my Train With Cliff audio journal podcast. So I recorded myself reading it out loud as an episode of that podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. There was only one minor typo that needed to be fixed and I fixed that. And that's the only preparation I did. I One time I read it out loud where it wasn't even the full speech, but then one time where I read the full speech in a podcast episode that I recorded, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be pretty good to go here. And so for me, it was just like, I, I want to make sure that I don't mess anything up, that I'm able to read this and, and things of that nature. And so, yeah, that for me, and then I'm like, okay, wait a second chances I'm, I'm visualizing in my head I'm probably going to read this off the page which would be better than me trying to memorize it and stuff of that nature uh, so I'm going to be holding this in my left hand 
and I will probably ho- be holding a handheld microphone in my right hand, but my speech is saying at the end, let's make a toast. And so I'm trying to visualize in my head, okay, how how do I hold a cup, the microphone, and make a toast all together? And I'm like, okay, well, it'll all work itself out. So for me, it was just like, okay, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I, yeah, that that's me going into it. That's, that is about as much as I, it's like, okay, I just want to make sure that I don't do anything to embarrass or distract from Megan's awesome day. I want this to go well, and I want to write something that's meaningful. So that was and it was that was me going into the wedding. All right, were there any special preparations that were particularly meaningful going going before going into the wedding? Um, I don't know that were particularly meaningful. Um. For me, one of the things, but this happened months ago. Yeah, that, that's, that's um, fine. Probably back in, I don't know, I guess maybe September or October. Um, the seamstress who did the alterations on her wedding dresses. Megan had two dresses because that's Megan. Um, the seamstress who did, who did her alterations also does like custom specialty pieces. And so she was able to take pieces off of the headpiece um, that I wore for our wedding. And some of them created a garter for Megan. And then she was also to take, able to take pieces and created the pearls that Megan wore in her hair. And those came off of um, the headpiece that I wore when we got married. So that that is something that's really cool. For me, she didn't wear the garter, but it's her keepsake. Yeah. And um, and it's still kept intact enough that if McKenna wants pieces of it, if she ever gets married, then she can. Awesome. All right. Let's move on to the big day. Can you describe the atmosphere and setting of the wedding day? I wish I had brought it down with me. I I have a um, a yearly calendar. pull off day quote calendar on my desk and the quote for Friday was Martha Washington and it was basically I have learned that um, I have learned that that our happiness or 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 misery are not from our circumstances but our disposition and I was like what a wonderful quote for today and so I went into the day with that. I actually sent it in the family group chat, let everybody know, and and kept that. I had such a laid back, positive feeling over the entire day and was just trying to keep Megan in that mindset as well. So that was that was our day. And we started early. The girls and I left here probably around 9.40, went straight to the Cincinnati Art Museum and it was pouring down rain. <laughs> so here we are, we, we pull up to the museum, it's pouring down rain, we're carrying in like four dresses, mine and McKenna's and Megan's too, and all of the things that we need. We're meeting the, the ladies who did our hair and makeup because they got there at the same time we did. 
and um, just all trying to stay as dry as we can while we walk in and got set up. I mean, we started with our, our, Kyle started on my hair straight away. So I was probably in the chair getting my hair done at 1020, maybe 1030. And and um, Amanda started on McKenna's makeup. It was, and from then on, we were busy and doing and doing things all day, leading up to the wedding, which started at five thirty. And it was it was a it was a happy, positive, excited, enthusiastic environment that we stayed in all day. That's awesome. So the way that I would describe the. Uh, let's see here, the big day, the atmosphere. So as you mentioned, it was at the Cincinnati Art Museum, which is a beautiful, very, very high-end, like super classy experience, just especially the area where the wedding and reception took place. So I know that Megan had originally thought, oh, it'd be nice to have a outdoor wedding in that outdoor area. And maybe during a super sunny spring day, it might look beautiful out there. But I can't imagine a winter day in January, sunny or not, that could have even come close to what I would describe as the exquisite beauty of and, and feel of that room and that space of the Cincinnati Art Museum where Absolutely. this was held. It's like, this is like, wow, Um, this is incredible. It it will forever change my experience of going to the Cincinnati Art Museum moving forward. And every time I go there, I will probably go into that space where the wedding was and just have a different moment moment Mm -hmm. in there. And it's like, wow, reflect on what an incredible environment that was for this celebration so my memory is a very relaxed day i mean i was taking care of the dogs uh, but still was able to do that i was in preparation working on my father or the bride speech got i mean that was pretty laid back waiting for matthew to get here which he was later than i was anticipating but matthew had the instructions nobody really relayed okay Yes, no one really relayed those to you, but also you only like hold information that you see that you deem important. Yeah. And so we just figured if Matthew showed up and said, hey, dad, it's time to go like that would be deemed important. And Megan, Megan said, just want to let you know, Matthew will come to pick you up and you guys are to leave the house by 3.30 p.m. Which 4 p.m. was the latest. Right. Which is what time you left, correct? yeah close mm-hmm. to 4 p.m but that's not what was communicated to me and I so understand. i'm like where's it's 3 30 p.m where is my son he's supposed to and i even texted i said i don't i don't know if this is a great idea to rely on my <laughs> transportation you know if i'm supposed to leave the house by 3 30 i'm thinking let's leave the house but you know here i am dressed fully ready to go and at 3 30 uh, i i literally am tracking matthew on find my friends uh, on on Apple, and so I meet him in the driveway, and he's like, "Dad, I you know I, I got to st- change." He still, you know, <laughs> I got to go inside and get dressed. I'm like, "Oh, great!" I said, "I'll be sitting in the back seat of the car waiting for you." 
Uh, so anyway, we, it, it, I wasn't upset or anything. It's like, listen, I, I just, I, I just wanted to text and I, I texted you. I didn't want to text Megan, but I texted you and said, Hey, just to let you know, Matthew just got here and, and stuff like that. I and, told you that was okay. And that was yep. plan. And yeah. Okay. So we, d- we did get to the wedding or t- to the venue. We got there and I really, there was plenty of time. I, th- I think we were there about what, an hour and a half before the wedding started? About an hour. About an hour about before an hour. the wedding yeah. started. And I was able to go in and I saw the chair set up and in that area. So I got the photo of, of see, that. See, I didn't get to see that because I was, I was upstairs with Megan all day. So. Yep. And then I, you know, just looked around and then I was told, Matthew and I were told where you were. And so we came up to the library in the art museum where you guys were and we hung out there for a while. Megan had just hugged McKenna, I guess, and got some makeup from (laughs) McKenna onto her wedding dress. Yep. And so uh, even though that could have presented um, some... uh, anxiety and stuff like that it it always being handled with a great level of composure and and things of that nature uh somebody brought some seltzer water which did not necessarily do much but they had these tide pins and that the tide sticks absolutely perfectly erased that makeup off of the dress which was perfect uh so no big deal it was it was a good experience of laid back. It, I was really shocked at how laid back everyone was, especially Megan. Mm-hmm. It was super laid back. I mean, nobody was on walking on a tight wire of anxiety nope. and worry and oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that. It was just chill. It really was. And I loved it. Yeah. It was fun to be walked around a, a private way to to get around everybody because by this time everybody has arrived uh, that's going to arrive for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said about that. And anyway, so they're all seated and and stuff like that. And it's like okay, it's time for us to head down. And they take us to the cafe area, uh, which nobody can see us. And and we get we sit in there. And I and- love when they brought us out because <laughs> the grand hall. Where the ceremony and recep- where everything is that what it's was, called? Yeah, the grand hall where everything was happening is right outside of the cafe, and so they take us out of the cafe, and then this maze of a way that I don't think I've ever been to get back to the front of the building so that nobody saw it. Like anyway, it was it was fun. Yes. Oh, and. When we came down the elevator, we were able to be. We were on the upper level of the grand hall. Oh, yeah, I went and I waited. And we people. and we went and we were able to peek <laughs> over and see everybody that was in attendance yeah. down there, and uh, that was cool. So anyway, it was it was just it was just absolutely beautiful. And then we, uh, when it was time for us, we did make our way to the place, and then the ceremony took place. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, what are the most? Okay, so did Megan actually the big day? The atmosphere and the setting of the wedding. I think we've covered that. So what were some standout moments from the ceremony and reception just off the top of your head? Standout moments? I have, I don't know. I, I um, Standout moments. So for me, standout moments for the reception would be number one, your speech. I had not heard it. I was 
I was gone all day while you wrote it. And and also McKenna's. I had heard I had heard parts of McKenna's as she was putting it together, but I hadn't heard it um or maybe I had heard it all together, but but watching her her give it. She wasn't nervous about getting giving it. It really was the writing it that was that was her big issue. Um The ceremony was so sweet and fast. And I think that that is one thing that I really, again, holding to the fact that Megan kept what she wanted from like a traditional what, and then had no, like not conforming to expectations beautifully. Yeah. (laughs) And... But I think my standout, I think my standout moments are are from the reception, your your father of the ride speech, McKenna's speech, um, just the entire night. It, it was. I think that's probably the best wedding reception I've ever been to. Yeah, ever. It, it's the best wedding I've ever been to. Well, yeah, that too. So for me, what was standout about the ceremony itself, walking in and it, it just just the way the aisles were, the, again, the environment that we were in, the, in this grand hall, absolutely beautiful. But just the, the energy of the people that were gathered. One of the things that I loved is that Megan and Jacob had a decision that they were not going to have the bride's side of the family on That's, one and, and friends on one side and the other and blah, blah, blah. So it, it people sat wherever they wanted to sit. Um, and I liked the energy, the how, because I've been to some weddings where there's a little bit of a, a it's like you can tell one, there, one side right. has more family and friends here than yeah. the other side or whatever. And there was nothing like that whatsoever. It was just like, it was, it was a packed house. There was a great energy. I loved the flow and the just the the way the ceremony went. The actual flowers, the pillars, the everything. It was it was just incredibly exquisite. And as you said, it just went by so fast. It really did. Um, so now that you you say that, um, that I love that there weren't traditional sides. That was that was so smart of them. I love that they kept their their guest list to people that they know personally there was no one there that they didn't know and I love that and um one thing that that Megan wanted because they weren't having traditional sides you and I sat behind Jacob so that we could see Megan's face and Jacob's parents sat behind Megan so that they could see Jacob's face that is the smartest wedding decision I have ever seen in my life yeah I like Ever. That. Why do you want to watch your child get married and stare at the back of their head? Yeah. I absolutely loved that. So that that is a standout moment for me. All right. For me, standout moment of the ceremony of the reception. So for me, gosh, the decorations. They were unbelievable. The the number of candles I know. <laughs> on tables is phenomenal. The fact that there was no fire is a Phenomenal. miracle. Uh, it was, but I mean, it's so gorgeous and mesmerizing. 
just absolutely mesmerizing how beautiful all those candles with those glass <laughs> votives around it. It was hurricanes. hurricanes around them. It was absolutely stunning and gorgeous. The band, the live band was so professional and on top of things. And the mix of music that Megan and Jacob chose had a little bit of a flavor that would appeal to every different per- type of person mm-hmm. as far as age range and 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 uh, desires for music. Um, so it was absolutely phenomenal. The band was amazing. I loved the when they came back out and brought the light sticks and the the, the flashing glasses. glasses. Just such a festive, fun environment there as it's yeah those those are the things that stand out the most to me yeah and i also i will just say just as a proud dad for mckenna just to see her give that speech and to do it with absolute confidence in the way that she did was amazing and i did enjoy giving the father of the bride speech i had somebody ask me i was like are you are you emotional today or and I, no I'm, it's like this you know i i'm i'm super excited but you know, this is this is Megan's next season of life. I'm excited for, her. and it's like, yeah, we'll see how things go when you get up to give your speech. <laughs> Somebody did they ask you or Megan? Somebody asked Megan, how'd your dad do such a good job? Like it was so professional, and like I don't remember exactly. And she's like, this is what he does. <laughs> this is he he's a public speaker. Like this is what he does for a living. Anyway, it was funny. Yeah. So, but I did I did get choked up. You did. You got more than choked up. Um, yeah. 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 But it, I made it through and it was, I, you know, I'm glad that it, it happened when it did because I, you know, it's, it, it definitely just showed that I, I, I was emotionally engaged in the moment. I understood the importance of the ceremony. I was fully engaged and present with everyone there. And the message that I gave to Megan and Jacob, I just, just like, Wow, I, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I, you know, in, in a way, I think I would have actually regretted it if I didn't have some sort of like, you know, emotional. F- Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because during the ceremony, I didn't get choked up. I mean, I did notice just a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of watering up on the sides of my eyes. It's like, oh, okay, this, this is, this is a cool. But when I gave the father, it's like, yeah, I, I was, I was choked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing uh, that stands out that they did, they they did um, private vows to each other earlier in the day. Okay. So they they wrote out their private vows and they chose to exchange those just the two of them rather than in front of everyone else. And I kind of love that. All right. So the next one is personal touches. Did Megan and Jacob include any unique or personal touches in their wedding? I think we've touched on a the little bit of this. The whole thing. But yeah, go ahead. The absolute whole thing were, um, it were full of personal touches in that, you know, the way she wanted to wear her veil was, you know, she didn't like the way it would be in her hair. Anyway, um, the notes... The, there were welcome notes that were printed out on several di- thank you notes. It was a thank you note for sharing the day. That were sitting on the dinner plates for every single person yeah. that was there. And that was all handcrafted, hand done. Yeah. The um, the guest book was like 
looked like the old um what is uh turned up what is that called I don't know. The phone. The the Oh, a rotary uh, a ro- styrofoam. Rotary phone. Um so it's sitting on on the table and it looks like a rotary phone and you pick it up and you record your a voice message for them and that was that's their guest book. Um Well, they had two different guest books. So they, they had did. a they had a book that looked like a book that you would get in the the gift shop. Gift shop at the Cincinnati Art Museum, super high-end looking book. And people are like, we're supposed to write in this? Which has, that that book has, um, features the art from the Cincinnati wing of the art museum. And that wing was open during the reception. So guests could go and, and you know, peruse the art while. Yep. But yeah, so I, I loved how they did that. And of course, people did finally realize it's like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to yeah. write in this book. And the this I forget the name of the service, but it was an old rotary style phone after the tone after the tone. OK. And you pick it up and it says, please leave your message after the tone. And then you you just begin talking. And then you did it say, please leave your message. Yeah, OK, that means does. that it was turned on. Megan has been freaking out, worried about the fact whether it was turned on or not. So yeah. if it said that to you, then it was yeah, turned on. Yeah, <laughs> I tested it when we before the wedding started. Okay, perfect. Uh, I, I did not leave a message, but there, I'm the first person to leave a voice okay. note, and I'm the last person to leave a voice note. That's funny. I didn't get to leave one because I went to do it. Somebody called me away for something else. And when I came back, they had already packed it up. So yeah. I didn't actually get to leave one. The cool thing about this service that I learned from Megan is that you ship the phone back to them when it, you're done. And then they will send you a MP3 of all of the message. So they'll give you a digital copy. They did get a USB drive, which I don't know why they did that. Because you, you could just get a USB drive and put your MP3 on it yourself. But anyway, that's that's them. The one thing that they chose not to do is to get the $200 option which they would actually they would pu- they would press onto vinyl all of your recorded messages, and That's, I think that would have been cool. That would have been cool, but but anyway, it's, it's our their budget way. was maxed out <laughs> to say the least. But anyway, um, other standout things. Just uh, gosh, there everything was everything was custom. Everything was little bits and pieces of what Megan has experienced in doing all of this wedding planning for so many, she's seen and experienced so many weddings. Mm-hmm. And she took the best of everything she wanted and included that in her wedding. It was all personal touches. All right, next, emotional moments. What are the most emotional moments for you during the wedding? I've already talked about mine. Uh, mine was when I gave my father the bride speech. That was the most emotional moment of the event and yeah and was there an emotional moment in the wedding for you um for me i think it was we walked her in and then i gave her a hug and i kind of didn't want to let go <laughs> so that that would have been that would have been mine gotcha all right and let's see here were there any special contributions from guests that were particularly memorable? I will start. I will just say that um, it was, number one, it was cool to see Megan's coworkers there mm-hmm. and just how delightful they were. Megan's boss was there. Yes. 
And that was cool to see her and to meet her. I was tempted to ask her if she knew when Megan was going to get her health insurance, but I held back. (laughs) (laughs) I held back. Okay. Way to show restraint, Cliff. I did. (laughs) But I'm just saying... I I know I know her now so yeah. <laughs> anyway uh but so but it was it was cool to see them and it was cool number 1 to see how supportive absolutely they are absolutely of her yeah. and that I loved there was one gentleman from uh from Jacob's side that he invited and he was from Lost River. And he, oh, well, that's both their sides. So those are the friends that they had when they met, okay, when they worked there. Fair enough. Okay, go, but go but ahead. There was a, okay, so there was a guy. Brady? It Was Brady, did he have kind of sandy blonde hair? Shaggy hair with a mustache? Yeah, that's, I, that's Brady. Okay. Super, super nice guy. Yeah. The, just the way that he came up and introduced him to, to me, says, listen, I, I guess he said, my name is Brady. I'm, I know Megan and Jacob from Lost River. And and he just expressed so much appreciation for us inviting him and hosting this way. It just just the level of sincerity in this guy's heart was just amazing, and I was really impressed by him. And um, Megan's friends. One of the things that I love is Megan had so many. She she has so many friends from so many different seasons of life. She has her friends that have been friends since high school, and there's there's a clique of those friends. All of them were there. Um, then there's a, a group of friends from college that that were were there, and and then there are friends from work, right? And the only thing is, is Megan and Jacob, they each had two people in their wedding party. So it was uh, McKenna and who else was up there? Nikki. Nikki. And so, and Nikki is one of the, one of the friend group from all the way through school, you know, all the way from high school, maybe even middle Middle school. school. So, but anyway, but the thing is, Megan only included Nikki and McKenna in her wedding party. But the fact that all of those other friends came to this wedding and were so supportive in spite of the fact they weren't invited to be in the wedding party, that speaks a lot to the character of Megan's friends to to know that, hey, this is all about what makes your day and, and what makes it special. And they they still, they showed up, they dressed up, and they were full out involved in the celebration of this event and that really stood out to me yes um i i love that megan's um megan's high school friends they walked out with us yes <laughs> they stayed all night they and and walked out when we walked out at the end of the night um one of jacob's aunts and i'm they are guessing who it was based on my description of of her came over to the table didn't introduce herself but thanked us for for the night and and for having that anyway it was everyone had a good time and one of megan's goals was i want this to be the best wedding anyone here's ever been to and i feel like she made that happen i think she did without a doubt uh, so, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't going to be some other super fancy, exciting out there, outside of the norm weddings that aren't going to blow people away. Maybe there are, but this one 
is definitely, if it's not the number one wedding that everyone has ever been to and ever will be to, it certainly will always remain in the top two or three or four uh, weddings of all time. Right. It, it was, in my opinion, it was that good. And yeah, it, it was just um, amazing. So one of the, I this is still within the lines of the question, even though I don't remember the question. The question was any guests that stand out. So. Um, Contributions from the guests. One of the. Jacob's two friends who he had stand up with him are from Bowling Green. And then at the rehearsal dinner, they gave him a gift. So they. (laughs) I just remembered a special gift that was given to Jacob and Megan from a particular high school friend. I'm not. Okay. That's (laughs) okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. Not off the top of my mind. They, they to... opened it up the next day on Saturday. Here oh, at the house. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Deidre. Yes. All right. Moving on. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> and now you reminded me. Anyway, the way Jacob's friends love him is something that I admire and and it's the same that you just described with Megan and her friends and the way that they showed up for him but they they are both you know these big um, country boys and they wear hats all the time like um not not caps but they they wear hats all the time and and so the night of the rehearsal dinner they brought him this big box and and they had gotten him a hat and he wore it for the reception and i just it was it was one of my favorite parts because just the the reminder of of the way that they the way that they love him and and their relationship i just i love that part so yeah that and and i loved how everyone on the dance floor definitely just it, it was just a great you it, it would be hard to distinguish who's who was whose friends right there. no it was, it just, was yeah one collective dance this floor. Was, it really was this was in essence i think one collective group of people that identified as there, there was a lot what i'm getting at is there was a bit there was a sense of unity among the crowd i'd agree with that yeah yeah it was so good one one interesting thing is uh, now you had met jacob's mom at a wedding shower in October right back in October until the wedding rehearsal I had never met Jacob's mom or dad yes and we met at the wedding rehearsal and said our hellos and and things like that and um and there's there's super nice mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything intent it's just like but there wasn't a lot of chatting back no. and forth it's like it's like hey this is our, our kids are getting married to each other. It, good to meet you. <laughs> you know, that's kind of thing. And um, yeah. And so it, it, it's not like we've had a lot of meaningful dialogue with that, with Jacob's parents. And and I just, I just thought I'd, I'd mentioned that. It's just, it was, it's it, funny. I think it's hilarious that I only met them the night before the wedding. Well, I had only, I obviously I met Chris or I met Melissa in, um, October, but I hadn't met Chris until the rehearsal dinner as well. And technically, no one introduced us. And so I technically, I still haven't met him, but we've spoken. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So what did you think about Megan and Jacob's uh, choice of music? 
The music was perfect. Um, they so the band that the Chuck Taylors is the the band that that played have a list of like over two thousand songs that they can do. And Megan and Jacob had a must playlist and a do not playlist. And then the band just had some creative um, leeway with with figuring out the rest. It was perfect. It was. I love at one point your dad looks over at us and your dad is what, about to turn 74? 76, I think. 74, okay. Your dad will be 74. Okay. At the end of February. Okay. I think. Because my dad will be 64 in March. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, during dinner, I think, was were we still eating? Anyway, your dad looks at me and he goes, are they playing Pink Floyd? And yes. they were. Yes. <laughs> and they, they absolutely were. So they played everything from Pink Floyd to Taylor Swift to... One Taylor Swift. One which Taylor just Swift. The point, which it, it was a point that was being made was, at the wedding. Yeah. Like one Taylor Swift song. Um, but yeah, the, the music was great. It still fits in the, the yeah, shot. There's only a few 50s pop songs that were played, which, you know, is, they're not my favorite. Uh, but, you know, it's like, hey, everybody's got to have, you know, for their genre here and represent it. And I think it was, I mean, and they were songs that everybody knew. So, but yeah, I, absolutely amazing. And I loved, there were two songs specifically put into the rotation that were on the must play that were for me. They played them back to back, and it was awesome. Violent Femmes, um, uh, Lister in the Sun, Lister in the Sun, and then Fat Bottom Girls by Queen, <laughs> which was awesome. All right, so let's see here, and we already talked about the decorations. There's just no way to describe them anymore. No, here's what I can tell you. I want you to think of the scene in Harry Potter when you go into the Grand Hall and you see all the candles floating in the air and stuff like that. That that doesn't hold a candle <laughs> to just how exquisite the candle lit atmosphere of the reception. It was. It was. It really was um, stunning simplicity, and that's that's what she wanted. So there were flowers on the table, but they were small flowers in in small bud vases, and um, she she did not want these grand centerpieces where the um, where you wouldn't be able to see the guest on the other side of the table from you. That wasn't her vision at all, and we had. She had had a coworker who used to work um, as a florist, offered to do the flowers in the very, like way back in March. Is Margaret moaning? I don't, probably. She does that from time to time. <laughs> she does. Anyway. Um, so had offered to help and, <laughs> and do the flowers and we were going to, we were going to DIY the flowers. And... But when she offered to help, she was not pregnant. Now she's like eight months pregnant. It would have been a big deal. So last minute, maybe about six weeks ago, no more than eight weeks ago, Megan starts freaking out. Um, Mom, I think we should have hired a florist. Can we, you know, is this something we can make happen? And, you know, I said, well, talk to some people, get me some numbers. We'll see what we can do. And, um, so Emily from Petal and Stem came in and took Megan's vision and absolutely brought it to life in the most exquisite, perfectly executed way. 
Yeah. And then the final thing that I think was a an incredible thing that just everybody was blown away by was the artist that came from New Orleans. Okay, so here's a story. Megan and Jacob, long before they were engaged, have had been in love with the idea of having a live painter at their wedding. And um, so I'm like, okay, how can I make this happen? And I started back last February looking for someone um, locally. I could not find any local artist that would meet what what I had in my head as as a, a painting of their wedding. And um, after we had booked and paid the deposit with the art museum, then Megan sent me a link or so, uh, not a link, but she shared something somewhere with the art museum. And I ended up on their blog. Okay. Um, where they had featured a, a blog post about a wedding at the art museum and this live painter who had come in to paint this scene. And I looked at that painting that she did for the wedding. Um, I, I think it was like a year and a half or two years ago. And I was like, that is like what I see when I think about a, a painter at, at Megan and Jacob's wedding. So I reached out, um, got the information, signed a contract and it was my intention to keep this a secret from Megan and Jacob until Friday or until October when I would let them know because they had to make decisions about like what scene they wanted and all of those things. So um, I was going to keep it a secret from them until October with the, the bridal shower and give it to them as a gift there. It was, it was a bridal shower in that it was all girls until it was time to open gifts and then Jacob came in and so he was there for that. Um, so in June, Megan's like, mom, Jacob cannot stop talking about a live painter and I've been looking and I'm trying to make this happen for him. I said, Megan, you don't want to do that. <laughs> like you just, why would you try to throw that in right now? And I'm trying to like talk her out of it, right? Well, it's not working. I'm not able to talk her out of it. So I'm just like, Megan, you can't because I already have. And so Stephanie Gaffney from, oh, Tegracia. I don't remember how to say it. Um, it's not in front of me, so... I'm going on to Instagram and I'm looking at who I'm following because she's the most recent person I followed. Okay. So, oh, and it's not in that order anymore. It's not? Okay, well, hold on. I have a list of the vendors. So I'm going in here and seeing if I can type and in it fine is... art. Tor Grossa Fine Art. Is that right? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but um, she came in from from... Uh, New, New Orleans, Louisiana, and gave us the most stunning piece of art capturing Megan and Jacob's first dance. Yeah. And she literally painted it through the evening. She finished right as we were wrapping the reception. Yeah. It is absolutely stunning. I'm a little sad that it went to live at Megan and Jacob's house. <laughs> I, I want it to live here. <laughs> 
It was absolutely beautiful, and the the way that she captured the grand hall in in this, it's it, it yeah, it's like how does somebody paint something like that? that well, did it, you watch her story? Yes, I did. And so in her in her Instagram story, she had shared that she had been studying this artist, and I don't remember the name of the artist. Um, but when she got to the museum earlier in the day, she was looking at some of his work that is hanging there. And so she decided to incorporate some of the ways that he painted into the paint. Anyway, it's fascinating. Yes. And I absolutely love it. Um, so... impressed that i i don't i don't even know yeah it was so when i found the blog post and and the picture of the painting that she did two years ago that was like the idea that i was going for what she gave us at the end of the night surpassed my expectations i totally agree i totally agree it was beyond anything i could ever yeah have yeah, imagined. Well, with only about uh, two minutes left before I want to wrap this up, I just want to say, looking back overall, how do you feel about the event? I think we've said it several times. For me, I just think, and I know I'm biased, but certainly, but I've never been to a better wedding. And I don't know if I will ever experience a wedding that was as beautiful as that. And a reception that was in, as enjoyable as that. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> on Wednesday as we're out running errands. Megan is like freaking out. But what if my, like I liked all of these things individually, but what if when I bring them all together, they, they don't match? I didn't make a vision board, so I can't like really picture what it would have all looked like together. And... What if this goes wrong? And what if the chairs come in orange? And Or no, the chairs... I don't remember what color. She had a dream. The chairs were the wrong. I think the chairs were orange and the had the wrong linens. I don't know. Anyway, she was flipping out. I was like, Megan, it's it's going to be fine. We've hired people that we trust. They are, you know, everyone is is professional and competent and we have to trust them to do what what we're paying for and all these things. So if, if I'm going to end this podcast saying anything, I will say Liz from the Cincinnati Museum surpassed my expectations as a wedding coordinator for a venue. Agreed. They were phenomenal. So helpful in every way. Janae Beauty, Amanda and Kyle came in, did hair and makeup for me and um, Megan and McKenna and did hair for Nikki. Absolutely. We had the best time in the morning with with those girls. Jen um, from Jen Crestcamp Photo. I'm, I th- I'm probably saying her name wrong, but um, Jen was just I cannot wait. To, I've, se- I've seen Megan called before we um, came down. And so Jen's already sent her some first looks. So I've seen some first photos and I cannot wait to see what she captured of, of Megan's day. Um, you, you said Stephanie, our, our live artist who was in here. Um, I just seriously, you shared your story about um, generation tux a couple of weeks ago. Phenomenal. Just absolutely everything beginning to end has been more than I expected. Yeah, and nothing went wrong. Nothing. 
and I said Emily from Pedal and Stem. She came in and picked up this this uh, this baton that we handed her and did more than oh, just beyond, yeah. And with that, Megan and Jacob are now officially married, and they're currently on their honeymoon in New York City. And we have their dog. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been such a blessing to continue to share our lives, our family with you over these years. Thank you so much for consistently being a part of our lives and having interest in what we have to share. Uh, real quickly, as we go into 2024, I want to make an announcement uh, and a reminder that Stephanie and I individually are available for coaching into 2024. So if you have big goals, big dreams, things that you're looking to create in the world, or maybe you're struggling to find that next dream, uh, if there are obstacles that seem in your way in your way, and, and you're struggling, whatever, if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, of course, you can reach out to Stephanie at Stephanie. It's Stephanie at StephanieRavenscraft.com. Or you can email me as well, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. And with that, we encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Oh, wait, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, the, wrong that's the wrong thing. Until next time, Stephanie. Oh, live your life with purpose. Bye. Mindset. Hold on. Let me, just, let me just hit I think I, <laughs> oh, that was so good. I'm leaving that in for sure. Until next time. Live your life with purpose. Mindset as a man.